is some of our thoughts. Hey guys, it's Sarah. And I'm Carter. And this is Some of Our Thoughts. Welcome to episode... (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to episode five, everyone. Yeah. Episode five. We got here. We've done this four times. times. Now this is the fifth time. This is great. (laughs) So we have a really exciting wine varietal to talk about today. There's a couple of different wines that we want to talk about specifically, but... The grape is Sauvignon Blanc. Yum! Which, if you're not familiar with Sauvignon Blanc, if you are familiar with Sauvignon Blanc, basically, the three words that scream out to me when I think of Sauvignon Blanc, clean, crisp, and bright. Ugh, so true. Right? I literally couldn't have picked three better words myself. Maybe grassy is one of them. Grassy is interesting. Uh That's like a wine term I don't think a lot of people think about but grassy is really important because it's like specific for Sauvignon Blanc and it's not a negative term I I never think it's a negative term no I love grassy oh my god fun fact grassy (laughs) when I was maybe a teenager my mom and I would go shopping all the time and Gap used to make a like spray like a body spray literally called grass Interesting. And it smelled like fresh cut grass and I was obsessed with it. I literally bought it until they discontinued it. Then I probably cried or did, I don't know. But I don't know, that grassiness, the smell. Yeah. I I won't say the taste because I obviously didn't taste the perfume, but I wanted to. (laughs) Or grass. (laughs) But Sauvignon Blanc is the the best example of how grass should taste. It's literally like tasting (laughs) the color green is like the best way that Uh I can describe that. And like some of the Sauvignon Blancs that we've had recently in preparation for this are actually kind of like a green hinty like hue to them. So there's two main ones we will be talking about today. Um, The one that I found and love and this is one of those that's extremely accessible i found it at a local grocer here in texas shout out h-e-b shout out h-e-b and then i found it at twin liquors a couple weeks later because i tried it and now i'm just obsessed with it oh i am too and thank you for sharing it with me (laughs) and it is called white haven and it's a sauvignon blanc from marlboro new zealand down under. I have the down under. <laughs> I I have the 2021 vintage and it is extremely delicious. And Carter, what other one are we going to talk about? The other one is from my wine shop that we directly import from Populous in California in Mendocino County, which is a really huge county for wine production, specifically for Sauvignon Blanc and um, this producer is pretty much most like well known for this this wine we have people coming into the shop all throughout the year asking for this once they they make it there's about 625 cases of it that they make which is significant yeah but it also it sells out so quickly that once it's gone it's gone and people are just left asking for it for the, the rest of the year until they release the new vintage thankfully we just got it in two weeks ago and we were <laughs> so excited to talk about it that we had to make it this feature of this episode absolutely i remember we always joke and say the bat signal yeah. every time like a wine comes back or you know a new vintage is released i literally just the bat signal. i'm like oh, it's back she's back it's back it's amazing it's so exciting and the cool thing about this particular one i actually had two previous years just sitting in my refrigerator which is yeah. really really cool for us because 
three years worth of the same wine, the same producer at the same time is unless that you've planned it that way and bought it that way. Yeah. I just happen to have held on to them for that long for some reason, not knowing why. And then <laughs> a re reason presented itself. So we were able to try the 2019, 2020 and 2021. Yeah. All in a row. So fun. So let's start with Whitehaven. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're looking at this bottle, it's a, it's a really elegant bottle. The label is solid white, and then it has Whitehaven written in black and Marlboro in green with really the year. Really light green. Mm -hmm. yeah. Really light green. And then it says Sauvignon Blanc, New Zealand. It does have a screw screw cap. Um, a lot of wines in New Zealand do that. Yeah. A lot of wines are actually moving towards that. I've I think it's cheaper, well. and a, mm -hmm. a lot of people would kind of associate that with like a less expensive, which is true, but it's also um, like a lesser quality one, which is not true. And it's I, not. I think mm -hmm. a lot of people need to like kind of shake off that stigma of having a screw top wine as being like a cheap bad wine because a lot of wines that I sell, Egon which like some of our favorite, <laughs> which we're dying to talk about with you guys um, soon. Yeah. But so many of our favorites have screw tops and it doesn't, you can't just judge a book by that, like the, right. a wine <laughs> bottle by that. Absolutely. So a little history about Whitehaven. The founders are Greg and Sue White. Basically, they were normal people. They had some jobs. They got bored and wanted a big life change. So they started sailing around the world in a yacht. I mean, doesn't that sound great? Amazing. In 1994 and landed and wanted to make their home in Marlboro, New Zealand. Um, they always liked wine, of course, and it just kind of went hand in hand. They ended up having a kid. They stayed in New Zealand. They started their winery. They've been around for quite a while, but Sauvignon Blanc, it grows so amazing there with that moderate to cool climate. They kind of jumped on board and really perfected it. Um, so yeah, if you're smelling this wine, I get a lot of big time passion fruit on the nose and peach. I also taste that when oh, I taste it course. as well. Here, it, let me pour us some. Thank you. Yeah. For God's sake. <laughs> um, Sarah and I were talking about the difference between peach, peaches too, uh -huh. because there was another uh, Sauv Blanc that had a very specific peach scent but we decided that this one was more of like a white peach definitely which is a big distinction because it just means it's like crisper and lighter and fresher even than like a regular peach which is already very crispy and light and fresh mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and i also have notes of this on the palette it is grassy to go back to grassy yeah. and on the color too it almost has a slight tinge of green almost like if you were to, like the Vino Verde style, it looks like that. It's really, really light, like a hay, almost like a hay color, yes. slightly green color. It's beautiful. And I mean, I can just smell it like way out of the glass, like from the table almost. It's yeah. so absolutely. And their philosophy at their winery is pursuit of quality without compromise. Mm -hmm. And actually in 2019, they qualified for AMW, meaning Appalachian Marlboro, Marlboro wine certification, signifying that they source, produce, and bottle wine within Marlboro. And also they, that means they have to follow strict sustainability guidelines to produce and bottle and, you know, make wine there. The greatest fact that I found about this winery was that a few years back, 
they're, they have a new winemaker. And his name is Peter Jackson, <laughs> which I just loved because, you know, Lord of the Rings oh my was mostly shot in New Zealand. I was about to say. <laughs> <laughs> you know we're going to keep it fun here. The I'm not going to apologize. <laughs> like, here, let's have a little. Yeah. Clink. Clink. <laughs> Cheers. In uh, my independent research of this one, I found that they source grapes from estate vineyards with a longstanding network of local growers, which is pretty common. I mean, a lot of people think just because a vineyard has grapes and they make wine that they have all of their grapes that they make all of their wine with from that estate. And that's not always that's not the case. Absolutely. So there is a difference between apparently the grapes from the northern Marlboro region and the southern Marlboro region. Um, in the northern Marlboro region, it's mostly river plains with really free-draining soil. That just means that everything is irrigated naturally, which mm-hmm. is awesome. It's warmer and allows the grapes to develop longer. And mm-hmm. they have uh, a lot more time to ripen slowly and kind of give the clusters more time on the vine, which... Makes a big difference taste-wise. Definitely. And this one, like Carter had mentioned, we tried quite a few to prepare for this. Yeah. This Whitehaven just, oh my Stands God, out. on the nose. It has the most beautiful bouquet. It smells amazing. It smells like, Carter said, it's a fruit salad. Yeah. It literally smells like a fruit salad. It's <laughs> it, incredible. It's it, so nice. It literally bursts from the glass. It does. Which, like, you can just smell it. You can, I mean, and you feel it in your mouth. It's, like, lively and fresh and, like... A lot of wines just don't have that presence. Yeah, absolutely. So the other wine we have is Populous. Populous. Which this is the one that we had, Carter had the 19 vintage, 20, and then the 2021 was just released, of course. Just released. Yeah. So this one, uh, Venturi Vineyards in um, the Redwood Valley up in northern California, that's like north of Sacramento, obviously north of like Santa Rosa and like mm-hmm. wine country. Um, so it's it's a lot colder up there. Um, there's a really bright acidity that you come to expect from Sauve Blanc, but that one particularly has, it's so, and it's crazy to be able to try like from different parts of the world because it's absolutely it, it makes such a difference like those three also the two that I had held on to I had kept in the refrigerator for too long I don't think enough people talk about this your mm-hmm. fridge isn't necessarily the best place to store your wine y'all <laughs> if you do it for a short time I feel like it's okay oh not two years though yeah probably not two years so we we uh, encountered just on the nose with those first two, unfortunately, a little bit of a uh, flaw, and I don't know exactly. Like, I think it was probably just so astringent from being in the bottle for so long in the refrigerator for so long. Mm-hmm. We left them out on the table while we're here right now, and hopefully by the time we get home, <laughs> they hopefully. will have opened up quite a bit. And what's really noticeable when that happens is when you swirl it around it really didn't smell like much and it didn't really taste like anything that's right it just kind of was dead yeah (laughs) yeah like flat line yeah dial tone (laughs) the 2021 the newest vintage is nice though it was great it was so and like i just want it to be perfectly clear when i say like that was my bad i left them in the refrigerator since 
2020, honestly. And I, was, I also think that says a lot. That means you held on to it for a long time. For a reason. Like, yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, they're very sought after. I have people coming in and ask for them all the time. Mm-hmm. And um, the the important thing to know is that, like, just because they they didn't taste the way that they were originally supposed to taste, they still mm-hmm. taste great. Yeah. Um, it's just, it was my fault, um, but we tried. <laughs> I tried. Hey, it was great. But Whitehaven is exceptional. <laughs> and I mean, and I will say the 2021, I had like a second to, after I had kind of gotten through like 2019 and the disappointment of the 2020, like just not having held up because I didn't take very good care of them. There was like a laser like acidity to it that like it just cut to a very specific part of your tongue. It cut to a really specific part of like my mouth that's in your palate that Mm -hmm. is like essentially the same part that gets activated by drinking like a lemonade or having, you know, like a bright um, citrus or yeah, kind of like that the outside of your tongue more in, almost in the cheeks exactly to the cheeks like that outer part of your tongue totally yeah. so Sauvignon Blanc we have a great food pairing to go with this oh so thrilled and Carter's going to talk about food today and I cannot wait we're making this probably today and I'm so excited my favorite fish dish from Giada De Laurentiis fish <laughs> the fishy dishy We have a grilled salmon with citrus salsa verde. And Jesus Christ, when I say that this is the best salmon (laughs) you may ever have. um, I have given this to several people. My mother, who hates fish. We were literally at at the best (laughs) trout house in the state of Oregon. And that woman ordered a steak. And the server just looked at her like, are you kidding? And she said, (laughs) no, I'm not. That's amazing. Uh, she loved this one, though. So I made this for her, and I force-fed it to her. Um, my friend Lynette also despises fish, but she loved my salmon. And it's Giada salmon. But I made it that day. So what happens is you get, um, for the citrus salsa verde, um, two large oranges that you want to segment. And that's really important. That's a, a process I didn't know about until I literally watched her make this on Food Network one day. Had to have been like 2011 or 2012. It was quite some time ago. But she segmented the orange slices. Um, What that does is just it separates that fleshy membrane from the actual orange. Yeah, and it's beautiful too when you do that. It makes such a difference in like the look of the oranges and it makes them – you just cut out all of that weird fleshy like gunk that gets – Yeah. So then when you you cut those out – just across the top and literally just like skin the orange around and take all the, the actual orange peel off and then cut like immediately down into the orange. Mm. You get the cutest, most beautiful little orange pieces. And then you squeeze whatever is left over through your hands into a bowl. And all of that extra orange juice comes in handy when you're making the, the sauce essentially for the, the salmon. So, um, you have your hands kind of acting as like a a sieve to get the orange seeds and whatever Mm -hmm. is left of that fleshy pulpy stuff. Um, Then you can just collect all of that as best you can, mix it with one-fourth cup of extra virgin olive oil, a fourth cup of fresh lemon juice, 
And sometimes I like to add more lemon depending on how much um, orange juice you actually get from the oranges because some of them have more juice than Absolutely. others. You also would like to, I like to roll them on a yeah. cutting board so you can equally distribute the, the juice around. And that's a really important part of the process that I didn't realize until I watched Giada's show. I think it makes such a big difference. Even... Oh, just cutting up like a lime for... Yeah, I was about to say limes, especially we... Yeah, we use a ton of lime in our house. And sometimes I like, you know, splashes of lemon and whatever. I mean, in everything. I, I just, I, we, love, we both love lemon. Yep. Yeah, it makes such a big difference to do that. And it... When you roll a citrus too, it smells so good. All those oils that are kind of. oils get on your skin and like impart themselves in the air. And then you have just, it's more of that hand to, that hand experience that we talked about since day one. That's like making things with your hand, grinding it by hand, rolling it by hand. So um, you're going to want a half a cup of chopped flat leaf parsley. All of this is available online. It's a really easy recipe to Google. But I just feel like for the sake of continuity, I want to talk about, um, you know, just every part of it. So you have two scallions you want to chop really finely. Um, The cool thing about this one, too, is it's so bright and colorful with the salmon, the pink hues and like the salmon plus like the orange. And if you want to add grapefruit to it, I wouldn't hate that. Mm, um, that, that would be really good, actually. I know. we Sarah and I like to jailbreak all of our recipes, and we haven't really had a chance to do this one because we haven't made it yet. Yeah. But um, we'll probably add some of our own flair to it. Yeah. Um, and that's always welcome. I think she would really appreciate that. The cool thing about this one, too, is if you've never had capers before, this recipe kind of calls for less capers than I like to use. I would add double the capers, it says. I'm not a huge caper person. Uh oh. <laughs> well, it says two tablespoons of capers, rinsed, strained, and coarsely chopped. I oh, you're chopping them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You chop them to oh, because it's. You don't you don't like necessarily puree any of this because of the the segmented slices, but it makes a difference I think when you're combining it. Yeah. Because then you bite into the caper and it's like that explosion of flavor as opposed to having already kind of coarsely mm. chopped it up and it imparts that caper like briny juiciness. I was gonna say they're pretty briny. That would be yeah. really good if you yeah maybe exactly. like rough chopped. Mm, okay. Right. She's onto something there. She is. Um. Also, if you don't have a zester, get one because you need one <laughs> to make I this. agree yeah I and love it's, zesters it's so important to just for like the the finished product to have like that beautiful like little shaving on top you can mm-hmm. add some finishing salt if <gasps> you, you know f- I love my finishing salt feeling fancy um and then the cool thing too is you can add as much red pepper flakes back in the day I really didn't like spicy stuff and then I got COVID and now I eat like Real, raw, whole jalapenos. Really? Yeah. That's a fun fact. Thank you, COVID. (laughs) It's really poor taste. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. I had it in January, and I talked to so many people. Because, you know, I work at a winery as well, and so many people were coming in that had gotten it at some point within the last two years. Yeah, losing your taste and smell. Yeah, losing your taste and smell. And a lot of people 
were like, oh, yeah, we had it literally two years ago, but I can't drink red wine anymore or I can't everything tastes funky. And I was just like, what? A friend of mine, she got it maybe six months ago and she can't drink alcohol like at all. She said she's tried so many times, like she's tried liquor, she's tried wine, she's tried beer, and something about it, it just makes her like sick immediately. And I'm just like, I've never felt more bad for someone. Me too. That's... Close to me, like that. You know what I mean? That's extreme. Uh, my friend Maddie that I used to, yeah. yeah. Not work Maddie. No. No. That's she's horrible. great. It is horrible. I'll pray for her. Because she came over a couple weeks ago. I was like, do you want some wine? And then I went, oh, never mind. I was like, I'll have some wine. <laughs> for you. For, yeah, for you. Cheers. <laughs> Clink. So funny. Um, just And to finish the recipe real yeah, quick, yeah, though, yeah. The, mm. the cool thing about this one is she uses a amber agave nectar on top of the salmon. So once you make your citrus salsa verde, you want to put just straight agave nectar on top of your salmon. I like to use a little brush and kind of equally distribute it around. And then salt and pepper to taste, but we use a lot. Can I reiterate the little brush? Yes. Everyone needs a little brush Yo. to glaze stuff with. Everything. Yeah. So I have many a silicone one. Oh, yeah. And an actual, like, hair one. Like, bristly one? And there's kind <laughs> of hair <yeah>. one. <laughs> Bristle. <laughs> yep. But, yeah, same thing. Um, yeah, there's kind of get one, one of those too. Get a zester and get a little brush, a little basty brush. Yeah, it's a, it's really important for the consistency to be evenly definitely kind of spread out. Um, I think the the cool thing about salmon is you really can cook it a bunch of different ways. She recommends doing like a pan. You grill in the pan over medium high heat. Um, but I mean, I've baked it before. We can broil it with mm-hmm. the agave nectar. There's a lot of different ways to do it. But if you go pick out your um, center cut salmon fillets for this dish, I recommend getting them to make sure that they debone it. They can definitely skin it for you. Oh, yeah. But I've made it with the skins. Without the skins, it's just a, a preference whether or not people that you're eating with don't yeah. like skins, don't want to see it, don't want to think about it. My boss exclusively like loves the skin and i think that's so weird shout out joey again i (laughs) shouted him out during the last one because of seed oils i just really judge how he eats i guess now that i'm saying things out loud about him we judge a lot of things (laughs) i really don't though i don't think but i do the salmon skin (laughs) and i say that because we made salmon for like a I don't know, some oh event God. at the vineyard months ago. That brown sugar. Yeah, the glaze. brown sugar, Ugh. soy sauce, salmon. Oh, my God. It was so good. It was his recipe. And I got all the salmon, and I think one was one had skin on it and one didn't. And he was like, this one doesn't have skin. And I was like, yeah, because, like, who cares? Right. And he was like, I like the skin. And I was like, what? What do you do with the skin? He was like, it's, I don't know. Aesthetic, maybe? But, um, he had a whole thing about it. And I just went, well. It doesn't have skin, so <laughs> it's still going to be great. Well, Giada doesn't care. Giada doesn't care. I don't care either. Me either. I no. just want my my salsa verde to be bright and colorful. Mm. And all you do is once you cook the salmon, you just spoon a whole bunch of that just over it. I would let the salmon rest for about five minutes just so it's not piping hot. And yeah, um, and then and it also just gives it a chance to kind of congeal and like it. Absolutely. But if you cook it right, there's nothing better than just flaking off those beautiful little salmon pieces. And I love salmon. 
So Ryan, my other half, he always makes fun of me because you know the movie Moana. Oh, of course. You know I have to reference a kid's movie. I have a child now. Shiny. Sorry, everyone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the part where Jemaine is the giant crab, crab, there's a part where he goes, mm, fish dinners. And <sighs> it's my favorite part in the whole movie. And Ryan always looks at me and he's like, because you literally love fish dinners. Like, we do. That's why I, yeah, I do. I We're love fish. We're making ceviche tomorrow. Yes, we are. I love seafood. <laughs> I, always, I always have, and I'm sure I always will. Oysters are my favorite food to exist as well. It's your trigger oh. word. Mm, mm, mm. Okay. Yeah. So that dish is going to be great. Yeah. And I think it's just the perfect combination for Sauve Blanc because it has so many correlating notes to it with like the citrus. There's all yeah. of the the green vegetal parts from the parsley and the capers and what would you eat with that? What side would you do with it? Maybe just like grilled potatoes or if you wanted to be healthier, like a nice salad. Yeah. But Sauvignon Blanc, yeah, like I said, it's summer, it's springtime. It's yeah. just oh salmon and that go hand in hand. I think me. so. Yeah. And r- right citrus now flavors. we're recording in March and in Texas and it's beautiful and warm it, truly, and a little humid. And so it kind of already feels like we've put the winter behind us. We're moving forward together. Yeah. So to tie all this in with our vinyl pairing. Thrilled about it. We are pairing the Sauvignon Blancs with Wolfpack. The album Thrill of the Arts from 2015. So good. Such a cool album. So if you're looking at this vinyl, it's solid white in the back. And then in the top left, it says Wolfpack Thrill of the Arts. And then it has almost like an architectural kind of. Yeah. Like geometric dimension. dimension. It's red and white. The whole album is. And it's incredible. So and I'll start by saying this band it's a few different people. They were founded in 2011. It's very funky. Oh, it's so like soulful and <laughs> yeah. like. Did you know I have a disco kink? No. Can we let's talk about it? Do you stigmatize it because like I literally, people need to talk about disco more. They people do. need to listen to disco more. People need to dance to disco more. And I'm honestly very jealous of my parents that they could go to disco text and dance to <laughs> disco every right, weekend. Same. Like, the closest we got was going to, like, Skate World and listening Oof. to whatever Top 40, you know, shit was on the radio at I the like, time. That is the closest we can I want to listen to Peaches and Herb. I want to listen to yeah. the Supremes and the Commodores and the Temptations. Mm-hmm. And this band has all of that with, like, a cool, like, Absolutely. contemporary twist to it. They're so cool. They're so cool. <laughs> They're from Ann Arbor, Michigan. And I found out about them i think probably from one of ryan's playlist it's one of those things where like you're, you know you're jamming in the car yeah. you're driving you're on a little road trip and you keep hearing songs you're like oh man who is this and he's like it's Always wolfpack the same. Yeah. and then something else will come on i'm like oh my god but who is this and he's like it's wolfpack and i'm like who are these people they're amazing i need to know about them and Corey Wong is the guitarist that travels with them and does all the shows with them and stuff. And he is an amazing guitarist. Like, if you don't feel like looking up Wolfpack, which you should because they're incredible, at least look up Corey Wong, the guitarist, because holy yeah, moly, totally. it's crazy. And 
this song has it doesn't it's not a huge vinyl either it doesn't have like 30 tracks or something on it no. it just has what 10 maybe yeah and a lot of them are i mean so to the point where like i look down pretty much for every track to be like what is the name of this song there's like yeah there's so one good. track called funky duck oh my god the funky duck uh-uh and then there's one called back pocket which back pocket and game winner were my and he two. just says in my back pocket, in my back pocket, or something like that, yeah. like a thousand times. But and it's, so cute. it's one of those, like, I'll be just doing a monotonous task and it just pops up in my head, and then I'm instantly, like, you know, jamming along, like, vibing. Oh, everything's great. I'm, yeah, I'm vibing. Everything's perfect. Oh, and like the last track is a actual yes. guided meditation that's so fun to talk about because yes, it the was. Gui- who has a guided meditation at the end of their album? Not genius, brilliant Ge- people. Genius, yes, genius. Brilliant people. Tell them about the show at Madison Square Garden. So these people are so cool. Okay. They've had four EPs, six albums, and then they released a silent album on Spotify. Mm -hmm. Meaning. It's like a guerrilla marketing strategy. It's insane. So it didn't contain any audible sound and it consisted of solely 10, roughly 30 second long tracks of silence. And it was made and the band encouraged consumers to play the album on a loop while they slept so in turn all the royalties they made from that album they toured and made admission free literally free admission to a show seeing these incredible musicians and the royalties they received from that was almost twenty thousand dollars which is insane and by doing that they okay they did that the admission was free but also all of that coincides with they booked a Madison Square Garden show and made tickets between $45 to $60, meaning... Super reasonable. So reasonable. A Madison Square Garden show? Oh, my gosh. Like, that's unheard of. Like, you're never going to find tickets that cheap. But because they were, they sold out that show. Can you imagine being at a sold-out show in Madison Square Garden with these funky musicians... fun just fun fun to dance to yeah and these tracks and there's like i said there's several albums different eps you can listen to but i i love this one because it has some really fun songs in it that you want to grab that glass of wine and like swirl it and bop around to them you want to dance with that wine yes while while you're you're doing anything oh it's incredible i i'm obsessed thank you for sharing it with me yeah and then we just have yeah we have the honestly the most fun just like picking out vinyl for you guys because yeah. there's so many options and we have so many different ways that it can go. But when it clicks and it just feels right, like mm-hmm. she just sent this to me this morning. It did. Cause I had, I had like three in mind sure. and I don't know, apparently I listened to obscure shit and didn't realize it because every time yeah. I would try to look up an out al- like a vinyl and be like, okay, because, you know, I ha- we both have a vinyl collection, but sometimes we, we think of something yeah. yeah, that we don't want. I'm like, oh, well, we can just, like, buy that and then, you know, talk about it and take the photo, put it on our Instagram, on the sum of our thoughts. Follow us if you don't. Um, and I looked up, like, three different ones, and I couldn't find the vinyl. Or I didn't. It would be, like, there was only, yeah, there was one press and 15 copies were made, so it's $300. And I was like, um, hard pass. Shit. Can't do that. <laughs> like, I'm not that much of a hipster. Come on. Well, but this have, album you can find, and it's brilliant. Yeah. It's amazing. And just so fun to listen to. Yeah. And, and it's such a fun wine to drink. And, like, that's kind of the underlying, like, common denominator of all of these is, like, what's yes. fun, what goes together, what vibes together. Yeah. And, again, Carter mentioned 
it's March. What day is it? The sixth. It's March sixth in Texas. Everything's about to turn green. Yeah, everything's <laughs> literally blooming, and we Every, both yes. have headaches because the allergies oh, yeah. are so bad. It's great. <laughs> the weather's beautiful. It's been in like the seventies for a week or so. So nice. Everything's feeling good. Things yeah. are. And Carter and I are very much sun creatures. Yes. I think I can confidently say. Like yeah. little lizards. Little lizards. <laughs> we just want to sunbathe on a rock all day. That's it. So, yeah. You have anything else you want to say about the wines or the food or the vinyl? She gave me a look. I'm out of wine. Oh, well, we can <laughs> fix that. We can always fix that. All righty, guys. Well, as always, grab your favorite vinyl. Get your favorite glass of wine. Make some of that salmon because it sounded delicious. Too good to be true. (laughs) And let's have some fun. Thank you for listening to some of our thoughts. Cheers. Clink. This has been a Rogue Media Podcast.